Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the author of the book Ransom Notes, the subject of the documentary Ransom Notes, and the host each and every week of our show podcast that can be heard on 124 different outlets, Ransom Notes, uh, and that is Catherine Ransom. Catherine, how are you? Well, I'm just fine, Frank. This is uh, sort of an overcast winter day in Illinois, typical. We were we had sort of an ice threat for Sunday, but it didn't materialize, so uh, I got to church easily. I think some people got frightened off a bit, but that's okay. It's better to be safe than sorry, I guess. Yeah, and it and it passes quick. You know, we we're in January here. We're already kind of in uh, a third through January, and then there'll be February and March, and uh, and and you know, usually warms up pretty quick. Uh, it's it, we we should be warm uh, warm in two months. Let's figure. Let's two and a half months. We should be okay. Well, we we hope so. Uh, I'm ready for spring right now. If you want to know the truth, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Winter just. It's not very comfortable. It's not very comfortable sitting out on my patio these days. No, I, I can imagine that. I, I know, I know, I know. What's the temp, just for curiosity, what's the temp? Uh, this is uh, January 10, 2022, uh, for people listening at some time. What's the temperature in New York? Well, yesterday it was 22, and today I think it's uh, it's up to 30. And it melted our snow uh, last night. It must have uh, it must have rained because we got wetness and we have no snow left. But we had about six inches of snow the other day. Wow. That was our first snowfall. And we have not had uh, – oh, we had a couple flurries, but we haven't had <clears> – <throat> we really haven't had any snow yet. There, it's been north of us a lot, though, and, and obviously it's been east of us. But uh, anyway, I've got a question for you today. Can you handle a question? Yeah. Okay. Have, I'm just curious. Have you ever had a hedge in your yard or somebody's yard that you had to trim? And and if so, how'd you go about doing it? Well, I uh, I, I I took the easy way out. The uh, <laughs> in my mind, the the cheap way out. I, uh, I I spoke to the kid down the block and I said, Hey, how would you make forty? How would you like to make forty bucks? And uh, and and you know, for about two hours. Uh, a young guy had uh, trimmed my hedges, and I saw him trimming his own hedges, and um, and I thought he did a pretty good job. So that's how I went about it. That's probably not what you were looking for, right? <laughs> but that's uh, that's. How I, I think that <clears throat> I think that's really rather clever. But I heard the strangest way the other day. Uh, I think I was uh, in, in, down at dinner, and you know how you sit with different people, and they were talking about hedges. And this guy, you're not going to believe this. He wants his hedge so perfect that he gets out a level. You know those things that they use to Quantity. make sure things yep. are straight. Yep. And a yardstick, and he uses his level and a yardstick to make sure that when he trims the hedge, it's that perfect. Can you imagine? Yeah, I just use this kid's eye, and and if he thought it looked straight, it looked straight to me. I uh, I'm not very particular. Well, you know, and when you think about it, how quickly they start to grow, and then they don't necessarily grow exactly evenly. That, uh, but everybody has their own specifications. Now you know me, 
I usually then take some of those crazy things <clears throat> and find a silly connection. And I was thinking, oh, I the, when the temple in Jerusalem was first built, way back in about roughly 960 B.C., we don't know the exact date, but that's, that's a couple of years ago, uh, when Solomon was given the command by the Lord to build the temple so that they would have a perfect permanent place rather than the portable tabernacle in which to store uh, important papers and the, and the, 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 the laws at that time. He, that, you know, he was told to build this big temple. And I started reading about it. And I'll tell you, if I think my hedge friend was pretty specific, it is Im unbelievable how specific the Lord was when he gave Solomon the directions to build that temple. It took seven years to build it. And I found when I was doing a little research, I would, how tall or big? would you guesstimate the first temple would have been built back 900-plus years before the birth of Christ? Did you say how tall? Yeah, how tall or, you know, roughly, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, let me try to think. I know it stood for like four centuries, right? Didn't it stand for? Yeah, you're right. It's, it lasted about 400 years before they, they built the second one. That's correct. I'm trying to think of the height. Um Boy, uh, I and I, I would just be guessing. Uh, no, I can't even guess. I'm I'm going to sound like a fool. Should I guess? Sure, of course. Um, a hundred and fifty feet high. Well, the the, the 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 research I was looking at said twenty stories. Now, Ooh. if how 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 tall? Translate what you said into a feet into stories. If you looked at a building. Our house, a house would be, uh, uh, a story would be what, 10, 11 feet? Yeah, right. I would think, I would think uh, from, from floor to roof, 10 feet. And if you were doing a church or a building where people were assembling, your, your ceiling would probably be higher than, might be higher than you would find in a normal home no or doubt. at least yes, no doubt. at churches. So I don't know, but I, I, I was shocked. When I think of a twenty-story building today, yeah. that's a tall. You know, we don't have many churches, if any, that are that tall. Maybe if you go clear up to get the steeple of of, of a couple of huge temples, we might we might approach twenty stories. But they, and and then they were. He had to to have exactly the right kind of wood. He had to have the um, uh, the right kind. The, there were cedar boards. They had to have planks on top of those that were of juniper. The carvings had the specific size and what they should be and where the angel wings should be, et cetera, et cetera. Exact measurements. And then whole portions of this, Frank, were covered with gold. And when you think about gold, if we had to cover walls with gold today, think what that would cost. Yeah. I mean, it's just really, really... But one of the most interesting things I read is that, you know, when you're having a building, you walk, when they're actually building it, what's one of the things that comes to your awareness as you walk up where they're working? It's called N-O-I-S-E, noise. <laughs> right. 
And they had to do all of the stonework, all of the work that would make noise. They had to do it off campus, so to speak, because there was not to be any noise around where the, the worship area would be. Can you imagine? They, they could, yeah, they didn't, they didn't use any tools of iron or axe or a hammer in the temple. You know, I, I, I know I'm teasing now. I'm teasing. I want people to know I'm teasing. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they use double-sided stick tape. Uh, <laughs> you know that that we use for things of sticking them together today. I don't think that's the way it was done. But it is. It is. Wouldn't it have been? Wouldn't it have been one, wonderful though to be there the first day that they moved from a portable tabernacle? Just think. What what ideas would go through your brain as we're going to have the opening ceremony in our new temple after being only in a portable a portable church? You know, the, the the first thing I would think of is is hey, we're here to stay. We're taking this seriously. Our religion is here to stay. Our uh, our belief system is here to stay. And uh, and you know, this is a big deal. This isn't. Um, you know, this is God uh, uh, directing this. This isn't, you know, some, you know, rich guy just deciding, hey, I'm going to build something. Uh, here, this is going to be for all of us. This is going to be for uh, all of the Jews at the time and all of the uh, all of the folks that uh, that wanted to worship God in their own way. The other, you know, the other thing is if I knew what I knew now uh, and uh, I went back by some kind of magic time machine, you know, and, and went back, I'd say they're doing this all without modern conveniences cranes and 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 electronics and things that take gasoline and and backhoes and bobcats and whatever you call those things that move the dirt and 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 you're doing it all without noise um it's just amazing uh, and we would we would think you know in in retrospect we would think miracle this is a miracle well, and, and, and to a certain degree, it certainly was, which just gives me a little detour, just being reminding my own brain that they still are not certain, for example, how the pyramid, based on what you just said, how the pyramids were actually built because of the lack of the kind of equipment we would have today, not because they were avoiding noise. There just wasn't that kind of a, of lifting equipment. And uh, if you've ever been at the pyramids and those stones are gigantic, uh, obviously uh, a dozen men could not carry it up the plank and get it to the top of that pyramid, uh, period. So it's um, you, people a long time ago really had to be innovative to create some of the things that you and I sort of oogle and at and think, oh, wow, that's pretty, and then we forget how it was really made, and maybe uh, maybe 400 years from now, somebody will say, wow, I wonder how they made the, the, the national capital in Washington, D.C., or how did they do this or that, and how did they transmit messages so quickly uh, in those days, because they'll probably have figured out some other way to do it even faster probably i'll predict that one of these days if i want to send a message to you all i've got to do is think it yeah. and you just have to have a button turned on and you'll get now i have never heard of that but who knows crazier things have 
gone through people's brains and wouldn't that be just great if I just thought it? Yeah, I, no <laughs> doubt about it. And, I, and I, I won't doubt that something like that is on the verge of, uh, of happening. I mean, you see people with ALS and they're, and they're typing with their, uh, with their eyes and, uh, and, and we're just like inches away from just thinking something and, and having it happen. Um, yeah, I mean, the Lord is, uh, is provided us uh, with the with the minds that are uh, that are developing this, yeah. But I I could see uh, your prediction coming <laughs> coming true one day. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, the, and then as we're talking, I'm thinking of a major downside. If I'm thinking it, you automatically know what I'm thinking. I'm sort of thinking that there might be times when I don't want you to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's right. You'll have no privacy of thought. Yeah, that that would be sort of the negative. I got, I got another question for you. Yeah. You know, I you know I've never had children. I've never been married, and and that's okay. I've had a good life. I'm not complaining, but I've never experienced the question I'm going to ask you. I am confident that as a little child, my parents had to do something to entice me to eat something brand new. How did you help your kids? And I know you had two or three. Four. Um, Four. Okay. Well, how did you get them to eat new foods? What did you and your wife do to, um, I, I don't know how you go about doing it. Well, it's an interesting question. And, uh, we, we had a, a, a similar conversation, um, well, sort of uh, like this uh, right around Christmas time, and we were talking about uh, my daughter, my 18 year old daughter, who's our youngest. We were talking about her, um, her, her interest in in uh, vegetables all of a sudden, but when we were younger, when you know when the whole family was younger, uh, if the older guys had a good habit of eating something healthy, we would uh, we we would sometimes use psychology on the younger ones who didn't like it, and we would say we would say oh that's kind of, that's an older person's. Uh, Food, you know, that's when you get bigger. You could you could have broccoli, uh, you could have stream beans <laughs> or whatever. It's uh, it's delicious, but but maybe you wouldn't like it now. And and they'd be like, oh, I'd like it. I think I'd like it if I and and uh, and one of them, uh, I think my son uh, liked it right away. And then my daughter, uh, we we had to work on her a little bit. It was like reverse psychology. Uh, type of thing, and then there's the old cliche where people, you know, here, you know, open up the the hangar, here comes the airplane, and you make a game out of it, and and you make something, uh, make it seem like fun to eat it. I don't know. I, I think even babies are a little smarter than that, that sometimes. But uh, that is a way to get them to do it. You know, either reverse psychology. Um, yeah, well, I like yeah. that. I yeah. like. Because the, the, what I was just thinking, uh, one of my one of my resolutions, and I don't really make New Year's resolutions, but one of them is that I really want to try and become more. Um, th there's a word I'm looking for, it, it, specific, and that's not the right word, in in bringing other people into a relationship with the Lord. Uh, I I think sometimes maybe diligent in bringing. Uh, bringing others it, to the Lord. I want to do it more intentionally. There's the right. word. There's the word. Not right. not accidentally. Uh, you know, I try to I try to be a decent model, and some days I'm better than others, and some days I'm not. But uh, I I really want to be just a little more intentional. 
And I've just been thinking, how in the world do you really, really do that so I can do my resolution? And I got to thinking of right now, there's a young man who's uh, is a is a part of a triplet. There's three three guys, and one of them, and they're probably ten or eleven. I don't know exactly their age, and we occasionally with that family. I will. We have a new. We have a little thing we do. Once in a while, their mother, because they are not old enough to drive, will pick one of them up at school, just one at a time, and or her daughter. And we go to this ice cream store, and Kathy buys the ice cream, and then we sit and chat for an hour. And we talk just, I guess, partially just to get to know them, partially to help them be introduced to adults, partially with uh, maybe if they have a question. Sometimes they we try to focus on a conversation that's appropriate to them as opposed to their mother and me. You know, this our goal is not adult talk, though certainly the adults talk, but our, our focus. And not long ago, shortly before Christmas, uh, I was having my ice cream excursion with one of the triplets. And in the course of the conversation, we sort of talked about, he sort of talked about, I think maybe his mother initiated it, that he was thinking about he might want to be baptized. And so we talked about what does immersion mean, what do the scriptures say, all of that kind of thing. But I thought we would never have had that conversation if we hadn't done something sort of fun and casual and sort of away from others. Because, you know, we were in a booth in an ice cream store, so, you know, we could talk. You know, as long as you didn't yell, you could talk pretty openly without the whole wide world knowing you were doing it. And it reminded me, well... I need to find perhaps another person or two and find some way where I can make some interesting connection. It might not be an ice cream store. Somebody that's 85 probably would prefer having a cup of tea or a a trip to St. Louis in my car and we chat going down and in the course of the conversation, we talk about their relationship with the Lord and what they might do. And then I thought, you know, now, how do I move this forward that I can help the young man that we had one conversation on? And I don't know whether, and I'm still thinking, because I'm not very bright in this. I'm still thinking, I got two thoughts. One, that we have a second ice cream story uh, or experience and sort of see where we are. Or I suggested to his mom yesterday at church that maybe we... One of our ministers is just real personable and really relates with kids and young people. That's one of his talents. Everybody has different talents, so everybody doesn't have to be able to do this, but this this particular minister does. And I said to her, I said, you know, maybe you need to help him have a conversation just with this particular minister which would be a little bit more focused than a casual ice cream but someone that still knows kids, talks their language, and relates to them. And I think if we're really trying to help somebody, you have to figure out some gentle connections, some little baby steps. You can't just shove them into the pond, so to speak, and say, now swim as a Christian. Um, And then 
this was probably stimulated by a minister not long ago preached and said that, you know, sometimes if somebody has had no connections with the scripture at all, that they'll say, well, I'll start reading, and they start reading Genesis. And then they get to Exodus, and, and then they get to Leviticus, and all that is is laws, which really. And then they get to Numbers, and that's really just crazy numbers. Important, but not to a brand new person. And the thought is, so I say to my listening audience, if you've got someone that really is genuinely never had <clears throat> really any connection with the Lord and Christianity, start them in the book of John because it gets right to the story of what the gospel is about. <clears throat> and I'd never thought about that. So that's my New Year's resolution, Frank. And you better check on me in six months and see how I'm doing. I, I, you know, I think that's terrific. Uh, one other suggestion too is, you know, especially if it's a, you know, young man, ten years old, and um, if you find out what, uh, what he and his brothers or, or and siblings, triplets, right, um, what they're into, if they're into music, uh, there are examples of of musicians that that uh, have had wonderful relationships with the Lord, and uh, and there are, if, let's see. They're into athletes, and they like uh, athletes. There are wonderful examples of of athletes who who thank God and thank uh, Christ for everything that they have. And you know, if if you collect those names, you, and it's pretty easy, you know, to probably Google um, athletes that have uh, relationships with the Lord, or Christian athletes, or Christian. Um, actors and actresses or whatever and 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 you lead with that and if uh, if that person is interested in sports oh well, here's some of your heroes let let me tell you what their relationship is is with god and and you know and you can kind of find little things to get them to uh connect and maybe they'll want to be more like their heroes and the heroes are giving a good example and the uh and the good example is uh, is leading them towards the scripture uh or uh or towards the lord and you know hey listen it's not a bad way to go well, I, th I think it's, it's a wonderful suggestion, and sort of parallel to that, it would be also instead of an ice cream store or in addition to an ice cream store, and I just use that as, as a personal example, yeah. is that it might be if I knew they really liked the cards, Cardinals, uh, that it might be we arranged a time to, uh, uh, to, to go to a game together and right take the drive to St. Louis, or if they like... Uh, hockey uh you know go watch a good hockey team or, or if they're into music take them to the symphony or a concert that's teenager or, you know whatever it might be and then i was thinking i've got a, a niece who is an ex who really likes to cook and one of the things she's doing with her little three-year-old or four-year-old i guess she just celebrated her fourth birthday is that they're cooking together all the time and so it might be that if somebody wants to learn to hunt, you send them with somebody and they go hunting or they go cooking or they, another one sews. But we need to find those connections because they talk, in a sense, they talk sort of a common language, whether it's baseball or football or cooking or sewing or hunting or whatever it might be. And that common language <clears throat> makes that connection that then they'll listen to them about something they might never listen to their parents talk about. So... Anyway, I hope I can manage to uh, let my resolution happen this year. 
and that's one of my prayers. And this has been a great time today, Frank. We've uh, chatted for quite a while, and I don't want to wear our audience out, but uh, I hope that if you have a resolution for 2022, that uh, you figured out how to begin to implement it. Uh, I think you you picked out a wonderful one, and if someone hasn't set a resolution, uh, Catherine's is uh, is a great example, and uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's just a uh, uh, you know wonderful, uh, a wonderful, thoughtful, and uh, and selfless um, example of a resolution. Uh, so much better than hey, I'm going to eat more broccoli or you know something like that. <laughs> What a great example, Catherine! Thank you very much, and uh, and and once again, great concept of uh, of a resolution. There, you can't do better than that. Thank you, Frank. It's been fun visiting with you today, as always. And to all of you, we hope uh, the first week of your new year went well. And uh, and please, uh, you know, give suggestions to to Catherine. Uh, 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 to me uh, uh, on what you think would be a, a good way to get people to uh, to the church and and to religion. It's a, a, a noble um, a noble mission for sure. Frank McKay signing off. You've been listening to Ransom Notes. Our host each and every week is Catherine Ransom, and by the book Ransom Notes, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Ransom Notes.